Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Hey, yo. What it is, Duke City. Yeah. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. But you knew that already. You know where you are. You know what you're doing. You know you're here with the boys. And today, the boys are live from Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab. And it is an absolute beautiful day. Those flags are barely moving. It's like a perfect 70 degrees. Uh, the grass smells freshly clipped. Oh, my God. It smells like a little hint of kettle corn in the air. Haven't really started cooking yet. Haven't started cooking it yet, but here shortly, all the smells will be infiltrating six nostrils. And these six nostrils right here is one Van Nunley co-host of Two Men On, Chris, the mayor of downtown Burnett. Yeah. Hey, and welcome to Isotopes Park. GM of Howie Sports Page, Luke Markwith. What's happening, my guy? Not much. Thank yes. you for having me, man. You talk about. The, I, I'm used to spending my life in a dimly lit bar. This is a nice sunny day. It's gorgeous. Well, I, I'm glad you said that because this is literally the first time that I've hung out with you that wasn't in Howie's or at the golf course in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. We won't talk about our history in Las Cruces. We can't remember our history in Las Cruces. <laughs> Isn't this cool, man, being here at the park so early? Oh, man, it's beautiful. Did you see the whole up behind the scenes of the operation? Does it ruin the illusion for you when you see all the the goings-on behind the scenes? Oh, no, not at all. It's just a great little uh, yeah. view into into everything. It's a big, uh, there's a whole city of people running around here making this all happen. Yeah. It's, like it's a- cool to see how the sausage is made. Yeah. And speaking of sausage, shout out to Jim Griego, executive chef right here at Isotopes Park. Uh, anything special on deck tonight, my friend? I'll, I'll translate for you. Uh, I have all the new items. All the new items. We're going to get Jim on next week that we're here. We'll talk about all the new menu items, and we'll do a little tasting. Uh, boys, of course, you're welcome back to come try the so tasting. You can wait till next I can't week. I'm tasting some of this stuff as soon as we get <laughs> off the air. I'm bringing uh, some back to the boys at Howie's, a little bit of the pig candy, I think. Yeah, a big old bucket of pig candy. Yeah. I had the ribs last time I was here that he made amazing. Oh, he don't mess around. He don't mess around. He's a dude. Yeah. So all the new food items here are all fantastic. You mentioned the pig candy, which is like sweet and spicy burnt pork ends. Oh, fantastic! That's okay. I was like, "What's pig candy?" Oh, okay. Well, you should have asked. I have, no, I, have, I have a lot. I had a lot of different ideas in my mind. But as yeah. a as a journalist, Chris, a member of the press, you got to ask those pressing questions. Like, what is pig candy? What is sometimes, sometimes what is, it's just more fun to let your imagination uh, run yeah, free. And I was letting it run free at that <laughs> moment. Not I was wrong. Like, hmm. Interesting. Come check out the uh, the dentist delight. You heard about the dentist delight, Luke? Oh, you know, I talked to him about this a little bit, but I you'll have to remind me on that one. I know it's it is a uh, a barbecue. Sa- it's a brisket sandwich and it's bookended by two apple fritters and some spicy coleslaw, some delicious barbecue sauce. And if that's not enough, 
they sprinkle caramel corn on top. Well, there you go. You had me at brisket. You had me at brisket sandwich. Mm. Great program for you today, Duke City. You're going to have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, going to have a lot of fun with it. Uh, the boys are out on the field right now warming up before they give way uh, to the hated Salt Lake Bees. Uh, all the vendors are showing up, starting to open up their booths. Uh, all the smells are about to be in the air. And I feel like the luckiest boy in the history of AAA baseball because I got to come here not once but twice this week and do the program right here from the concourse at Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab. That title's a mouthful, but it's yeah. one that I love saying. You know, it was, it was nice to be out here on Tuesday because it was, you know, the opening day here. But it's much nicer to be here today because we don't we're not freezing. Yes, say, yeah. Tuesday was not a nice day. No, so. I mean it was you know it's great to be here. Well, I'm so I'm so proud of Albuquerque for showing up and showing out on opening night. It dipped below 40 degrees. The wind got above 20, and Isotopes fan families from Albuquerque, baseball fans showed up anyways and came out in droves. And on opening night. We had a bigger attendance than the professional Oakland Athletics. I was just going to say some professional baseball teams. I wasn't going to call them out directly. I was going to say this is a much nicer yeah. park than the Oakland Alameda. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> Smells better, too. Right. <laughs> Got a great program. Going to talk some Masters. Going to talk some Tiger. Did Tiger make the cut? We'll give you Tiger updates as we go along. Luckily, we're on the concourse, and we're very well protected. Way more protected than the fans in the gallery who almost got smashed to death by a tree yeah. at the Masters. It was that windy that it pulled a tree down. There's people that started screaming, and they saw pine cones falling <laughs> and ran out of the way. Well, I'm glad they heard it coming yeah. ahead of time. The, the pine cones, like, see it coming too, and they jump ship? Did Are the, the pine cones <laughs> the proverbial rats jumping off of the ship? Did the tree make the cut today at, at the Masters? That's the question. Well, it's going to get cut down tonight oh, when all yeah, they leave. Yeah, yeah that's true. All your Masters updates coming. I'm Brooks. sure people were running up and grabbing little twigs off for souvenirs. Oh, today. that would you know, be the, right. the Masters tree uh, that oh. fell, did I, a little piece. I guarantee you I'm going to open up eBay uh, yep. in this commercial break, and Masters twigs will already be on, on eBay. eBay. Like the sand of where Tom Brady yeah, retired. Tom Brady sand. We were giving updates live about Tom Brady sand at the uh, Locker 505 uh, quiz tournament. It was, a, it was a great success, and so is Tom Brady, and so is... The Masters so far, except for the pine tree falling over on fans. Luckily, Luke. Luckily, Chris. No injuries. That's that's really lucky. That's that's what it's all about right there. I mean, you know, it's a harrowing, harrowing incident, but uh, as long as no one's hurt. Lefty is back. Phil Mickelson is on the board. He's still trailing Brooks Kepka, but this is only day two. Anything could happen here. Uh, Brooks Kepka, John Rom, the amateur Sam Bennett. We're going to hit on that here in a little bit. Colin Morikawa and Victor Hovland are going to be your top five. Brooks Kepka is representing at 12 under. John Rom, nine under. The amateur Sam Bennett at eight under. That's a really cool story. We'll talk about that later in the program. Speaking of later in the program, we got president and owner of your Albuquerque Isotopes, Ken Young, going to sit in with us at 4.30. And uh, here's a special little treat, Albuquerque. If the owner and president of the Albuquerque Isotopes wasn't enough, 
special assistant to the GM, former coach of your Colorado Rockies, Clint Hurdle joins us. Yeah, baby. Stoked for that. That's that's pretty cool, man. Luke, you're a Cubs fan. I am. Chris, you're a Cubs fan. I am. I'm an Astros fan. Haven't By the way, the Astros are tied 1-1, bottom of the seventh. I know very little people care about that except for me, but I'm going to be giving myself updates throughout the program. Got some NFL offseason talk. We got some NBA heading towards the playoffs talk. We got Kyrie is an absolute disaster talk. We got the Mavericks are throwing in the towel talk. We got some isotopes talk. And uh, hopefully we got some laughs and some jokes. What do you say, boys? I hope so. And if we're not lucky enough to be here on this Friday in this beautiful weather, guess what we got right across from us and guess what we got right next to us all program. Teller Vodka. Got some Teller Vodka, baby. New Mexico's vodka. We've got a little tasting booth. If coming out to Isotopes Park, a.k.a. the lab, isn't enough for you, Albuquerque, uh, there'll be some Teller tastings at the table right next to us the Mm. second gates open. So get excited. Have some Teller. Get some little watermelon walk-off. Get a little mariachi margarita. Get you a little blueberry lavender lemonade. Get you a little grapefruit hibiscus. They're giving out magnet calendars today too, right? Yeah, magnet calendars to the first 2,997 fans. As oh. uh, I'm about to go down there and grab some at this commercial break. We're about to have the first three magnets in our pockets. Yeah, you're not going to get it. You're Are you a magnet guy? you got a bunch of magnets on your fridge? I do. I have so many different uh, in JC's NYPD pizza magnets on my fridge. Okay. And then uh, some, like <laughs> I had some friends that said... Oddly specific, my friend. <laughs> right? Uh, well, I order pizza. Yeah, I'm a big guy. And uh, the other thing, too, is a couple of my friends for Christmas cards sent me, instead of a picture of them, they sent me a magnet picture of them. So now I have friends of mine magneted to my fridge. That's adorable. Isn't it? Whose idea was that? Uh, my friend who owns a, a sign shop, she did it. So I think it's pretty cool. And, it, and the actual pictures of them when they were like in elementary school. Oh, so it's quite funny. That is adorable. Speaking you know, of that, you just reminded me. I didn't send my childhood baseball uh, picture to the station. I'm sorry, Mandy. I will send that to you later. Um, oh, man. I wish I had mine. You don't. You don't still have yours. No. Those are collectors' items, Bubba. Weren't those the greatest? Where like it was like that that cardboard like uh, thing that had the little. You could stand it up, and it had the single picture of you with a bat, and then the bottom picture was the whole team lined up. Right? Is that what? Is that what you had? Yes. You just had to make sure nothing was written on the barrel of the bat. The one Uh, uh, of Billy Ripken, the famous baseball card of years ago. Oh, that was right when I was learning about cuss words. That was a very exciting time for young fans. I forgot about that. Forgot about learning about cuss words? Yeah. No, I I learned those early on. (laughs) I mean, they were encouraged in your household. Yeah, of course they were. I learned that from my parents. I didn't learn it from the kids at school. No cussing here as we work clean. You're listening to Two Men On. As always, we are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Mobile Studio as the boys are at the lab. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA. Lunch and a milkshake, that goes down at 66 Diner. The boys are getting strong with Evolve Strong in the weekend. That's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. We'll be right back with more sports and sports adjacent content. You're listening to Two Men On 95.9 FM AM 610. The 
Sports Animal. The king of sports talk. I have not given myself no credit lately. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays at 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. Is this like just the perfect breeze right now? What is it like? Three to five mile an hour breeze, probably like three and a half miles an hour. It's perfect. Breeze. It's just enough to waft the Dion's this way. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm catching the pizza. That is what I'm smelling. Oh man! <coughs> well, what did you think it was? Well, I mean, there's a lot of different smells right now going on. This, you know, like you said, the kettle corn. There's Dion's pizza. There's the grass. Hey, we are right next to Teller Vodka. Teller Vodka, booth, and then, but here in a minute, right next to Teller Vodka, the green chili Philly. Oh, when that yeah. fires up, it um, it immediately makes me absolutely starving. I automatically just pictured like flame shooting up from the grill. That's very close to the way it works. Okay. Yeah, except for it's just a uh, heated flat uh, iron grill. Oh, I want to see the flame. So I don't think they're flame bro. They're not whoppers. It's, I want to see green the green chili fillies. I want to see the fire. <laughs> oh, do you do the, uh, the pyro? The history of pyromania, <laughs> well, yeah, Chris no, Burnett? No. <laughs> That's not a very confident no. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, no pyro. Do you do the portobello Philly? I do. Some of those people do it and substitute the the portobellos no, for, the, for the meat. No. I, mean, I think he's asking me because he knows no. I'm vegetarian. I'm like, no, yeah. I, I, I eat the meat. I'm fat. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in between two sturdy boys right now. Yeah. yeah we, you know, we just met recently, but I'm sure we've been in the same food lines at some point Absolutely, in time yeah. somewhere in Albuquerque. Yeah, no doubt. At the buffet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> If uh, what's going on right now, I'm sitting in between Chris Burnett and Luke Markwith. You know, Chris Burnett from the Ten Drink Minimum podcast, newest member of Two Men On, and you know Luke, longtime contributor to Two Men On. Whenever we're hanging out, having fun at Howie's, raging at the page, and honestly, right now, if we were an Oreo, mm. I would be disappointed at the amount of cream in the middle. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of the reverse double stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What's the opposite of double stuff? Uh, I'll take the special it's not a, enough Oreo. The Oreo thins, isn't that what they call? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a thing. I don't know. I'll take these Suzanne First time Summers I've ever been Oreo associated with thin. I mean, I I, I, I skip those in the candy aisle. I'm like thin. Uh, I need the double stuff one. Chris wants to see some fire. Well, let me. I'll show you your way to a little dumpster fire. That's called the Dallas Mavericks as they gave up some booty uh. to acquire Kyrie Irving for a nice little playoff run. And uh, they could not have done worse with that as they slipped from the 5 position to the 11 position to all the way out of the playoffs to quitting. They are throwing in the towel. Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic will not play the last three games of the year because of, air quotes, injuries. But... They would rather have a top 10 pick in next year's draft than make it into the playoffs with Luka Doncic, perennial MVP candidate, mm-hmm. and the same team except for a couple pieces that made it to the Western Conference Finals and a new shiny toy that is Kyrie Irving. Well, I mean, let's just say this. Dirk Nowitzki's not walking through that door. So they're not going to have, you know, if they're not going to go far in the playoffs, I can I can kind of understand this. It's really shocking to me that uh, uh, what's the owner's name? Mark Cuban is doing this because I mean this is very un-Cuban. Oh, he thinks I mean, and 
what, nine times out of ten? Maybe 97 times out of 100? Mm-hmm. He's the smartest guy in the room. Right. Wherever he goes. Business acumen, tech acumen, uh, just... Uh, just a top shelf dude. He can see. He can basically see the future and react to it and make stacks and stacks of more cash. You didn't need to see the future to know how this was going to go because everywhere Kyrie goes, it's a dumpster fire. It's a dumpster fire. Yeah, you said shiny new toy. I'm thinking more of Island of Misfit toys. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. He, he's you know? like that toy that's out of the package and is a little discounted, and you're like, oh. I want it, but it's still kind of broken, right? And, it, and it's like the, the knockoff brand. It's not the Transformers. It's right. the uh, Changers or, yeah. you know. Trans Changers Tran- or something, yeah. Trans- well, Trans Changers, I think, something that's else. Something but, different. Yeah, that's it's, different. The, it's the GoBots. Yes. Ah, that's better. Yeah, that's what I always got when I was a kid. I didn't get the Transformer. I got the GoBots. <laughs> LeBron James is the only dude in, the, in Kyrie's whole career that could do something with him. Yeah, who knew how to use him? And, and who could use him to facilitate and play a good Kyrie Irving game? Everyone know, else has been failure after failure after failure. And when and when they played in Cleveland together, you know you heard you saw Le- LeBron James's name in the in the in the paper in the news. You saw Kevin Love's name in the you know, but you didn't see Kyrie Irving. He wasn't out there like oh the world's flat and you know all the other crazy things he says. You didn't really see all of that. And then they win the title. LeBron leaves. Kyrie just busts open like you know like. One of those toys where you crank it and just busts out at, at whatever moment. All of a sudden, Kyrie Irving's all over the place. The championship and LeBron yeah. leaving was the last crank yeah. in the jack-in-the-box. A lot of clown noises, that's for sure, when yeah. it comes to Kyrie. Look, I mean, this is what we do for a living, right? Like right. This is sports talk. We have to hit on the hot-button subject. We have to go with what's pushing the meter. And just like Antonio Brown, like I am sick of talking about this guy. But there's just reason after reason after reason to keep talking about Kyrie, whether it's <coughs> the world is flat or uh, vaccines are going to make uh, people of color impotent or the man is out to get you. The anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism, like him and, him and Kanye yep. being besties. Like It never stops with this guy. And now it's not just crazy stuff that he says to the media, it's actually how poor his play is on the court, how poor of a teammate it is, what a cancer he is to the locker room and on the court. The Mavs were perfectly fine without him with a top 12, 15, for sure 20 player in the NBA. It turned into an absolute dumpster fire. Yeah. And it's all because he's a maniac. Yeah. Like you said, he's a poison in the locker room. What's crazy to me is I saw a report that's they, they, that the Mavs said that they are going to keep Con, or keep Kyrie. I said Kanye. They're going to keep. They're going to keep Kyrie. Kyrie for next season. And I'm like, I, I really have a hard time believing that in the off season. Well, yeah. I mean, even Mark Cuban came out and said that their their main goal in the off season is to sign Kyrie yeah. and pieces around Kyrie that fit his game. It's like there's not. The piece around Kyrie to fit his game, his name is LeBron James. Mm. He's the only dude. And that's just another feather in LeBron James's cap. That's just another uh, resume builder for LeBron James. It enhances his legacy as he was the only person <coughs> to properly utilize Kyrie Irving on the court. Right. He's the only person to keep him from acting like a crazy person for a season. 
Well, when you talk about him coming back next year, why they would do that, I think part of it is that Cuban doesn't want to admit he was wrong. Oh, and yeah. one of those things with being the smartest guy in the room all the time is that when you do miss, you miss big kind of a thing. And, and it, it's like that old Brett Favre thing where he would trust his talent and throw the ball where he shouldn't, and he threw a lot of interceptions yeah. that way. So with that big risk comes big reward sometimes or huge blow up in your face sometimes. And I think he still thinks he can fix Kyrie and... There's a long line of people that couldn't, and LeBron's the only one that ever really could. Well, I see this, that, that uh, Cuban was, uh, in 2018, he paid a fine for $600,000 for admitting that the Mavericks were tanking. So when, you know, when they keep saying that they're injured and that they can't go, and that, you know, it's a must-win game to get in the playoffs, but they're not playing. So I could see where they're like, oh, these guys are injured because he doesn't want to pay, you know, even, even Cuban doesn't want to pay $600,000 fine. Well, I mean, I don't blame the dude. He's obviously amazing with money. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's out there if a top ten pick? Like, is he just – is this a fingers crossed one and a half percent? I got, like, three ping pong balls lose for Victor Wimbayama move? Get the frozen envelope. Uh. <laughs> I mean, is that what you're hoping? Because, like, I guess. the tenth team on the board – like, I mean, I don't have the ping pong ball odds memorized – but it's only like the top three teams, depending on their loss record, who have a real chance Absolutely. at getting the the number one pick. Well, and I mean, even that's a crapshoot because you never know who's going to come out and be amazing in the NBA. You, you, you always like say, oh, the top five picks are probably going to be all-stars. That's not necessarily true, you know. Uh, I mean, look at Curry. I mean, Curry was drafted late in the first round. People thought, oh, no, he has, he has bad ankles. He's not going to be great. Well, five NBA titles later. You know, you never know. It's hard to know. Teams 10 through 14 have a sliding scale of 4.5% at Team 10 to one half of 1% for Team 14. Uh, the Mavs so you're pick, saying there's a chance. There's right. literally a chance. 4.5% is considerably higher than what I thought it would be for the 10th worst team in the league. Well, what I would do if I were them, I mean, if you're really going to tank it and you're, you're going to go for a good pick, uh, you know, get a 10th pick. And then take Kyrie and package him with that 10th pick to get a top three pick. Okay. I would never. I mean, because Kyrie and Luka is definitely not working. So, I mean, if you're really going to try to build a, a championship team and you really want players, I don't really know a lot of these players coming out of college or playing coming from overseas that are, you know, guaranteed all-stars. But if but, you're saying why would the Mavericks resign him, why would anybody trade for him? I mean, they may just be stuck with him because... I mean, it, it would you got to find somebody to take that deal. Well, that's why you sweeten the pot with a with a uh, first round pick number ten. Like that way, if you're if you're I don't know one of the Pistons, you get two picks in the first round. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just saying, like you you or you still get a pick in the first round, and then you get Kyrie Irving. I mean, and if Kyrie fails out, oh well. Yeah. You know, who knows? I don't know. I guess it's like you said. There's always that chance that everybody thinks they can fix the the the. The troublesome player. I mean, Kyrie was an all-star. You can Kyrie's ask all a, my ex-girlfriends. It doesn't yeah. work out. Kyrie's a champion. Well, I mean, this year he was just a rental yeah. on the Cavs. He will be a free agent next season. Yeah. So if he can dupe somebody into signing him and thinking that he could be a piece of a championship team, good for them. But I don't, I don't think, so. think it's no. going to happen whatsoever. We got a special treat for you when you get back. Uh, Ken Young, president and owner of your Albuquerque Isotopes, is going to join us. Stoked for that one.
more sports and sports adjacent content all day from Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. The only part of your morning that doesn't suck. The Opening Drive with Jeff Simbietta and J.J. Buck. Weekday mornings from 7 till 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back, Burke. You know what I didn't notice earlier? I was so excited to be at the ballpark doing our program twice in one week and talking about what a beautiful day it is, all the smells, all the mm. excitement. I can't wait for them doors to open and see all these Isotopes fans. I got so excited, I forgot to say hi to Stephanie Griffin, super producer Stephanie. What's happening, girl? Hello. No, you're good. It's crazy out there. Love this place so much, and uh, I'm lucky to have sitting right next to me, owner and president of your Albuquerque Isotopes, Ken Young. Welcome back to the program, my friend. Hey, thank you. It's great to be here and beautiful afternoon. Yeah, I mean, you said it right there, beautiful afternoon. Like, uh, opening day was a rough one. Isotopes fans came out in droves. Uh, There were thousands of people here. Even on a cold, windy opening day, we still outdrew the Oakland Athletics. I predict we're going to smash the opening day numbers tonight with this kind of weather. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, beautiful and even nicer tomorrow. So it just keeps getting better. But uh, that was an impressive crowd considering the weather on opening night for sure. Okay, so we got the Teller Vodka booth right in front of us. Friend of the show, Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. And I don't know if you can see it from where you're sitting. Of course you can because it's friggin' huge. Right in left center field, the brand new sign and marquee out there. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. You know, we started thinking a couple of years ago, we just needed to replace what we had. It was 20 years, well, it's going to be 20 years old. And we started looking at things and thought, you know what, we'll just put up one huge board yes. and try to make sure that we can do everything on it. And and that's that really is for the fans' enjoyment. I mean, everything on that board, you can make it one big size, you can do anything. So there's all kinds of information we impart, and we can do things between innings. Just a great, great board for us and, and so bright. Did you did you test it out, like right when they put it in, like had to watch Field of Dreams or Major League or yeah. something on it? I, I'll tell you the best thing is, and, and it's funny, I was watching it yesterday. There was an afternoon Rockies game, and uh, the guys were taking batting practice, and we had that on. And I, and I really did think to myself, I thought, wow, this is just like watching it on some huge TV. And that's <laughs> what it is, you know? It's, uh... <laughs> uh, Ken, that is an amazing scoreboard, definitely. Other than that, what other upgrades can the fans uh, see when they come to the park today or this weekend? What else we got up? So, you know, one of the big things down the right field line, we have uh, about 18 new beer lines of uh, oh, yeah. different yes. craft beers. So right. I knew, I knew you'd like that. I thought you're I'd... talking to the right crowd here. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But I, I'll tell you, great place to go to. That's brand new. 
we up on the fourth level. We have the Sunset Lounge, which uh, is just beautiful. Good place to sit around. Good place to watch the sunset. We'll have the large screen TV up there, and uh, it's it's terrific. Um, and then a lot of new food choices. So I tell you what, the ballpark. It looks so good right now, and I'm sure you recognize that. As, oh, it's as so been... colorful. It's so amazing. It, it, it feels like spring is fully here when you're at the ballpark. I tell you that much. Hey, you know, you're exactly right. One of the things I love about opening day is, you know, spring has come, and um, it it just is so beautiful. And in this setting, I mean, let's face it, Isotopes Park is, is one of the most beautiful settings you're going to find for a ballpark. And looking out on the mountains and everything, it's just uh, great. Great setting. Where where did your love of baseball come from in the first place? What was your inspiration to be one day like, you know what? I want a baseball team. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't say that uh, I thought I'd when I was 10 years old, old that I'd own one. But <laughs> I'm from Philadelphia, became a big Phillies fan when I was about 10. They had horrible teams back in those days. But I used to go to a lot of games. I loved it. I stayed a fan. Uh, my father pretty much taught me the game. And then as I got older and I was in the food service business, so always around ballparks because there was a recreation food service. And, uh, you know, one day Al Harrison of the Mets said, hey, you know, we're looking to sell this ball club. This was in Norfolk, Virginia. And he knew me uh, from earlier in my career. I said, you know, would you think about buying it? We think we could work well with you. I was able to put something together. We ended up uh, working together, and, you know, that was great. Ten years later, had an opportunity to get involved with bringing baseball back to Albuquerque. Oh, and we really appreciate it. Like, this is, uh, if not the premier family event in Albuquerque, it's uh, win place or show. (laughs) Can you, like, talk about the inspiration for making this such a family-friendly event? Because, I mean, baseball is obviously the centerpiece but it's way more than that when you come out to Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park. You know, it is. Um, The whole idea and and what was behind it was having an event. We knew we'd get nine innings of baseball for for every game, but what we really were looking for was to make it as fan-friendly and family-friendly as possible and just as much fun. And I think we were able to accomplish that and it is. That's that's what we're always thinking about. What can make it as much fun as possible? And that was that was really the vision we had twenty some years ago when we started looking at okay, what's the best place to the way to build this park and accomplish that? So you said you grew up as a as a lifelong Phillies fan. Who are some of your favorite players that you've watched over the years? Well, in Philadelphia, you know, I'll go back early, real early. Uh, Johnny Callison, Richie Allen were wow. some great ball players in the 60s obviously mike schmidt was one that oh. was uh was a tremendous one and a hall of famer but you know i even go back to robin roberts as a pitcher and you know those guys in those days they, they pitched 300 innings sure. usually went eight or nine innings and completed a game and um you know and then over the years it just has is, is become fun because of some of the ones i've met and I think back, and I've been in ownership for 30 years now, and I think back of the, the guys I've met and, and the people who I've got to know pretty well as players and uh, and managers, Tommy Lasorda being one, 
And uh, when we were involved with the Dodgers here, Tommy absolutely loved Albuquerque. And so he'd come pretty often. And we got to know Tommy. I saw him one year, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you'd go out to dinner with Tommy, and he just loved the – people would let him eat, but then they'd come over and want pictures, autographs. Tommy would do that till midnight and uh, just tell stories. And I tell you, that's a lot of the fun of being around baseball. Just a great time. Oh, man, I saw him one time. He uh, he came out on the field, and he's like, when I was a manager here, you could drop a bomb downtown and not hit a building. He's like, there was nothing here. <laughs> and it was really funny. So, uh, you know, since you've, since you've owned the team for the last 20 years, let's flip that. What are some of your favorite moments in the last 20 years here at Isotopes Park? Good question. Well, yeah, I, I'll tell you, whenever I'm asked that, one of the things I the first thing I think about is Manny Ramirez coming in. Oh, that was, a fun I was here. Yeah. yeah, I mean that. You know, Manny only ended up with four at bats here in three oh, nights. Yeah. <laughs> but I will tell you the the circus that ensued around here and the media. It was just amazing to to see all of that. But it was, um, you know, and and then I I think back. Um, it's funny, I was on Bob Clark's show today, and we were talking about something, and that opening night was just such a special, special night here of April 11th, 2003, and, and um, you know, just, just a great one. But the other thing is the playoffs that year and the crowds we drew for the playoffs were tremendous. Um, I, I just have, and I'll tell you, it, Something happened last night and reminded me of those early days because, let's face it, here in, in uh, Albuquerque, we have an altitude that we're pretty high and get a few more home runs than you do in some other ballparks. And uh, mm-hmm. sometimes somebody will hit one that really should only be a 275-foot uh, pop-up <laughs> sure. that just keeps going. We had one of those last night, and we were all surprised. It just went over the fence. And, uh, and, and that's one of the charms of this ballpark. You just never know what you're going to get. It's, uh, it's kind of cool. Ken Young, owner and president of your Albuquerque Isotopes, is sitting in with the boys of Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal, having a lot of fun with it. Beautiful day, Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab. One of my favorite things that you guys do is your involvement in the community. Not only are you out in the community as much as humanly possible, I see Orbit everywhere, but even right here at the park with the concession stands and helping out nonprofits, is this a directive that you had from the beginning when you started here at Isotopes? I, I, you know, I, I appreciate that question because it is something where we made it clear to our entire staff, management, everybody, that we wanted to be as involved as we could be in the community. And so whether it's supporting various charities, doing other things, the concessions part of it last year, over $400,000 was paid to uh, various charities for working the concessions. And and it's something I think all sports franchises should do in a community. Because in the end, yeah, I may own the team, but it's a community's team, and so you just need to support the community that way and do it as well as possible. So over the first 17 years of the franchise, over 10 million people have been here at the park to watch the Isotopes play. What do you attribute that to? That is, that is an astounding number. You know, I, I attribute it to a number of things. One, a staff that uh, we've fortunately been able to keep intact. So when you look at much of our staff... Uh, 
they've been here a long time. They know the way we want to do things. But providing really that family fun entertainment is, uh, I think, number one. The facility also, just a great facility to come to. And I think that certainly attracts people. But the other thing is we've tried to, besides the friendliness, just tried to make customer service number one too and i think the fans recognize that and then hey we're not perfect but the the fact is when they come in here i think they know that we're going to appreciate that they're here and um and have a good time at the same time and that's really why i think you know we've been able to uh, attract millions and millions of people that's great so if you come to the park one time i'm assuming you're at a baseball field you want your hot dog, you want your peanuts, you want your soda pop, or yes. maybe you want like an ice-cold oat soda, maybe. But the second time and beyond, you want to try new stuff. And your executive chef, Jim Grego, does a fantastic job every year of spicing up the menu and doing something different. Besides the normal dogs and burgers, what do you like to get at the ballpark? Well, one of my problems is I like everything. I mean... <laughs> When it comes to ballpark food, I, I told somebody the other night, I was at somebody, we were eating out actually someplace, and I was at home in Florida, and I said, oh, next week starts uh, my night of, uh, you know, chicken tenders and all kinds of things <laughs> and pizza. And But here, where, let's face it, here in New Mexico, we have such great food and spicy foods and so forth, so Jim does a great job of putting things on the menu and, and a lot of those things we know we're not going to sell hundreds and hundreds of but they're things that still give the fans variety and so i mean I, I can eat almost everything here and really enjoy it and some nights i feel like i do so <laughs> ken young owner and president of your albuquerque isotopes anything to depart on the friends of the show before we let you go well just one, really appreciate your being here because I think it's great for the fans to hear so many other areas of the, from the various guests you have and so forth. So thank you for that. And I encourage uh, people listening. Tomorrow is uh, Mariachi's Night. It's yeah. oh. uh, another big one for us. Uh, so just come out to the ballpark, have fun. And lastly, you know, you mentioned the over 10 million people who have been out here. And I just thank the community for the support they've given us because it has been tremendous community uh, support. And this area is a great baseball area. Excellent baseball area. And I feel like the community, I'm going to speak for the community and say thank you for keeping baseball in Albuquerque. Well, I, and, and people do walk up to me even after 20 years and thank me for bringing it back. And, you know, I appreciate that. I, I don't think about I, because I feel that geez we're such a big part of the community now, but people still remember the fact that we brought baseball back and uh, and and yeah, that that has some pride to it for sure. Ken Young, thank you so much, my friend. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. When we get back, we got some Masters updates and more sports and sports adjacent content. You're listening to Two Men on ninety five nine FM AM six ten, the Sports Animal. Take us with you. In your car. At work. Why does it say pepper jam when there is no pepper jam? In the bedroom. <laughs> Download the KNML app in the Google Play or iTunes app store. Just search KNML. 
Welcome back to the program, Duke City. The boys are live from Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab. And uh, there's not a lot of places on earth I'd rather be than the ballpark on a beautiful day. And we're so honored to be friends of the show with the Albuquerque Isotopes, everything they do for the community, all the entertainment, all the family-friendly fun that they have here. We are absolutely on board, and we love supporting this organization. We wouldn't be here without friends of the show, John Lopez Real Estate and Coal Banker Legacy, as well as I-9 Sports. Don't forget about the YMCA. 66 Diner is the place to be. Boys, you like milkshakes? Love milkshakes. Have you ever had a milkshake better than 66 Diner? No. I it's, don't think so. It's impossible. It's impossible, yeah, right? Yeah, that's pretty dang good. Despite all the milkshakes I drink, I'm getting strong at Evolve Strong. And uh, the weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's vodka. And uh, if you haven't had Teller before, let me tell you, it is the best vodka and it's the best pre-made cocktails you've ever had. You don't believe me? Come out to the lab tonight as we'll be doing a teller tasting right next to our booth. Get little sips of the watermelon walk-off, the mariachi margarita, blueberry lavender lemonade, grapefruit hibiscus lemonade. Come see what we've been talking about since we started this program with OG friends of the show, Teller Vodka. I'm excited for that Teller tea that's coming out. Oh, oh baby. That's what I'm excited that's for. That's going to take over oh, this yeah. summer. It's taking over the city. Yeah. Oh, it'll be like the summer drink. No mm. one no one under 21 is going <laughs> to Sorry, no one over 21, Whoa. excuse me. Hey, no one over 21 in this town is going to drink regular tea anymore. <laughs> it's all going to be spiked Teller tea from now on. Yeah, you probably don't want to do that at work, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. Day two of the Masters about to wrap. Had a little inclement weather as uh, the wind kicked up, some sprinkles, and uh, got a little dangerous as a tree fell over. But, like, the Masters is a huge deal. Like, this is, like, everybody's favorite tournament. Not me, because I like to party. I'm a big waste management open guy. But golfers unite in their love for the Masters. I, to me, it doesn't stand that special from other big tournaments, but I get no. the mis- I get the mystique, I get the grandeur, I get the history. For like, for example, <coughs> Sunday is going to be the most beautiful day in the history of the world, and I don't have anything to do, so I want to go golf, and I can't find anyone to golf with me because oh. everybody wants to sit on their ass and watch the Masters at home. Well, you know? it's like they say, if a tree falls at the Masters, does Tiger Woods make the cut? <laughs> it's like they say. Excellent question. We'll give you our Tiger <laughs> update after this break. Like, do you have a favorite tournament? Luke, I know you're a golfer. Me and you have golfed in tournaments before. You know, I do love the Masters. and You know, you two talk about the history, and not all of it is good history, but uh, it's just an amazing course to watch, and, you know, you may be able to find somebody to play with on Sunday because we may be watching the finale of the Masters on Monday. Ooh. The way the weather is shaping up for tomorrow. I mean, it's Ooh. tomorrow is going to be, uh, you know, mid mid to low 50s and 90% rain at the Masters, so they may not get a whole lot played. Look, I'm all ca- for Monday Masters. I don't, I don't care what happens in the Masters. I'm going golfing on Sunday. Oh, yeah. And if you're not going golfing on Sunday, you better be right here at Isotopes Park as it, the special Easter egg hunt 
right here at the lab, 135 first pitch. But bring the kiddos earlier when gates open, go on a little Easter egg hunt. Oh, that's right. They're going to hide some Easter eggs all over the park. Chris, it's for kids only. Hey. I was going to say, they haven't put them out yet. I was yeah. already looking around oh. before the show. I tried to talk them into, like, having a mini Easter egg hunt. And when I say mini, I mean mini bottles of liquor oh, yeah. that we roam around the outfield and try to grab. You know, every seven years or so, April Fool's Day and Easter coincide, and that's when you just tell the kids you hit the eggs. <laughs> and after a few hours of them looking, you say, April, April Fool's. Yeah. Ugh, time to get up from this nap. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I feel like Kids you, are still looking. I feel like you hide one egg. And you go, see, they're out there. Look, look, it's right there. There's, you found one. Gotcha. The rest are harder yeah. <laughs> to find. One uh, hour in the books, having a blast at Isotopes Park. Got another hour of sports and sports adjacent content before we hand it over to the Sush and the Albuquerque Isotopes. Beautiful day. Come get your refrigerator schedule magnets. Come see the boys. Uh, if a beautiful day at Isotopes Park isn't enough, we got a few T-shirts for friends of the show. Well, I was going to ask if you yeah. worked at, at Gap in a previous life. I saw you there because the uh, you had some mad folding skills there. I mean, you, that's Gap worthy. I don't know if you uh, if, if you summered at the Gap well, one, one year in, I've, in high school. Or I've college never or... worked retail, but I did kick some OCD tendencies earlier in my uh, life. Oh, you didn't uh, you didn't work at Abercrombie and Fitch, but just wearing no shirt and walk around just in your jeans. Uh, no, I've never been that fit in my entire uh, life. Okay. I walked or in that, there with no shirt and jeans one time, and I was asked to leave. <laughs> No, that's a Luke thing to do. When we get back, Masters and Tiger update and more sports and sports adjacent content. You're listening to Two Men on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Now betting for the sports animal. Your, Your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number, Number two, two, men on, Van Nunley and, and Fred Slow. Slow. And in the on-deck circle, circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Albuquerque, New Mexico, I am so proud of you. You made it through another week. You got off work at 5 o'clock. You punched out. You walked to the car. And you turned us on. On the, yeah. on the radio, Chris. On the radio? Turned us on on the radio. It didn't just turn us on like that. Whoa, whoa. Get your I mind am. out of the gutter, Sorry. Chris. Good Lord. It happens. Congratulations from the boys. You made it through another week. We are so damn proud of you welcome back to the program you're listening to two men on 95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal we are live from the john lopez real estate and coal banker legacy mobile studio is that we are at isotopes park right now we play on team i9 we start our days at the ymca lunch and a milkshake that goes down at 66 diner the boys are getting strong at Evolve Strong in the weekend. That's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. We're about a month away from the NFL schedule being released. Okay. But they dropped a leak on us today, boys. Oh, are they talking about the opening game? 
there will be a game in Germany. Oh, uh, I did not. I did not even thought about that. I big football country out there in Germany. You know what you know what they're like. No, it's not. What? I mean football. I mean football. I yeah. mean soccer. They love them some soccer out there. So wait a minute. So we we have Mexico City. Uh-huh. Like they do every once in a while. Yeah. We have London every year, twice. And what city in Germany are we talking about here? Either Munich or Frankfurt. I believe it's Frankfurt next year. It's been Munich before. Okay. And they sell out and they turn out and they have a good time. I remember the uh, what was it the European <laughs> League or the, the We Laugh the World League yeah, yeah. The bad bad uh, yeah initials there for yeah but yeah they had the Frankfurt Galaxy yeah well, I actually one, had a friend that played for them there was one team it was like the Frankfurt Dragons for one league I remember maybe it was that was Barcelona Dragons Barcelona Dragons Frankfurt Galaxy oh interesting and they get treated to the Super Bowl champions. And the worst team in the league as the Kansas City Chiefs and Chicago Bears square off to probably be the worst game of the year. Wow. And they show it off to the lovely people of Germany. Are the German fans big Kansas City Chief fans? I mean, they're like, well, we don't want them to lose. Well, I don't think they know what Chiefs are. No. In Europe, but I guarantee you they love, they love Ditka, so they'll they'll be a predominantly Bears crowd. I just, oh, the, I mean, that'd be the the Polish people. Well, no, right just, next door to Germany. Yeah. <laughs> I just just Ditka's he's world famous, you know. It's oh, just, for sure, you gotta love Ditka. Yeah, Ditka's bigger than the game. Yeah, I would say and so. Depending on when they do kickoff, I got uh, a little treat for you, boys. It's eight hours ahead. Oh, man. We get to start drinking at like 6 in the morning, boys. Let's go. There we go. Yes. This is like World Cup drinking. Uh, yeah. That lady says he knows what's up. So, I don't have the date in front of me, but whenever the Germany game next year is, we're going to open up Howie's at 6.30 in the morning, oh, Luke? We will do that for Ger- for the for the game. <laughs> oh, I would pump it up. Just any reason to start drinking that early. The, the German bowl. So, I got some ideas. We'll have some sausages. 20% off for anyone in later hosen. Okay. Is that a good one? I like that. Is that a good one? We have a uh, kielbasa bar. Oh. You know we have glizzies. Some sour crack. you got to have we sour We have crack. glizzies at Howie's oh, for the Monday Night Maniacs when we rage at the page for Monday Night Football. Oh, definitely. But for the special Germany game, we've got to have the Frankfurters. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Lay out some sauerkraut. Oh, you got to have a sauerkraut. I'm into it. Yeah. Big fan. This could be a lot of fun. Oh, I don't know who's up to bat right now, but he's smoking them. I think the Salt Lake Bees are out on the getting a little BP out, getting some shagging in out on the field. Uh, somebody, Whoever's up to bat now, watch out for this guy. You got some pop. I can hear him all the way from over here. Yeah. yeah Ven's painting a much different picture with his words about shagging on the field. Hey-o. Hey-o, yeah. I mean, I would if I had the chance. Oh, yeah, I just saw lie. one. Yeah, I, just saw I don't want to jeopardize our wonderful relationship with the lovely Isotopes organization. We just had owner and president Ken Young on with us, who's uh, about to walk by right now. Looks like he got himself a tasty treat. I was going to say, he talked about how he, you know, he, he knows when the season's coming up that his diet's going to go. He's, snack, he's, snack, he is, yeah. he's snacking on something right now. Yeah. One of the wonderful snacks and meals here at Isotopes Park. But, yeah, shagging in the outfield. If I wasn't scared, I was going to jeopardize the relationship I have with these lovely people 
in this stadium and the boys being at the park every Friday, I would 100% take you up on that offer, offer and shag in the infield yeah, I love or the, the outfield and the last thing or the were, dugout. <laughs> you were talking about what a family-friendly experience Isotopes Park is, and in this segment huh. we're talking about Was. shagging on the field. And... <laughs> you know I would. Have oh, to, yeah. have to you explain know. a lot to the kids for that one. I mean, kickstart the birds and the bees conversation a couple years early. Most kids could explain it to me better than I know it these days. These kids are, are way way ahead of where we were back then. So who do you think the – I mean, you made a good point, Luke, about Ditka being a worldwide brand. And, you know, Poland's just right there. The German and the Polish people don't have the greatest history, but I think they've buried the hatchet since the big war. <clears throat> yeah. But I think uh, – as the German people are going to be front runners, are they going to be going for the Chiefs? Do they want to see Patrick Mahomes? Are they excited to see their the historical franchise, the Bears, up and coming franchise? Are there a lot of German people in Chicago? I would say there definitely is, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's tons of Germans yeah. in Chicago. I mean, definitely Chicago's a definite sausage city. So. Yeah, I, it is. Mm-hmm. The sausage fest of a city. So, I mean, if you're going to go from the food, I would say Germans probably would prefer Chicago over Kansas City, the beer and the, and the sausage. Because, you know, you have great sausages in Chicago. So, I don't know. For food-wise, I would say the Germans, definitely. Was so it a- Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago? That's correct. Yeah, that baby. correct. Exactly. So, food-wise, I'd say the Germans are going to back the Bears. The Bears. You know, I think with these these neutral site games, we're going to start seeing a lot more because of the the unbalanced schedule with the 17 games. Yeah. You get eight home games, eight away games, and one neutral site every team. You know, it would be nice to see them start moving it around, playing some in in the States for cities that don't have teams. Yeah. Play one neutral site game around, you know, around the country for every team every year. that's an excellent idea. Spread the brand and, you know, get some, uh, since you got, an unbalanced home and away schedule. You just take everybody, every team's got one neutral site game that they play somewhere around the country or, or internationally. I, I agree completely. We've we, uh, we done that segment on the program before. And, I mean, we could, Albuquerque will draw for a NFL game. Oh, for right. sure. We will, for sell, sure. we will sell that thing out. Where would they have it at? It might have to be University Stadium. Right. It would be the biggest one. I mean, Unless I remember as a kid going to exhibition NBA games at the pit, and they would sell out. Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, you know, it, it, I, we're not at a point where we can support a full season, but one game people will come out for. So what would be the biggest draw here in Albuquerque? I think obviously oh, Raiders-Cowboys. Raiders-Cowboys. You beat me to it. Yeah. I think Raiders-Cowboys, maybe Cowboys-Broncos. I think it, I'm going to go more Cowboys-Broncos just because I, a lot of the Raiders fans around town, I don't necessarily know if they actually watch the team, per se. <laughs> they just support the merch. Yeah. They just like the neck tattoos. Right. Is that what you're saying, Chris? I am. Um, Ice Cube wore it and <laughs> Boys in the Hood. So. Right. I think, I, think we would, I think we would absolutely crush it here in Albuquerque. You know, some friends of the show tried to get an NFL team here years and years ago under a different administration, and that kind of fizzled. Were they trying, to, were they trying to start an, an expansion we, team or we have, move a team? Yeah. We have 750,000 people here. we got a million people in the area, right. and you know people would travel southern Colorado, Arizona, Texas, especially southern New Mexico. I mean, New Mexico's 2 million statewide, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, New Mexico is not a small state where you can just travel from like the the most southern point to, to Albuquerque, but still, I mean, you can. But if, if there's a football game, you would. Yeah, I mean, it would be a destination. I mean, if you're going to travel from Albuquerque to Denver or Albuquerque to Phoenix or Albuquerque to, to Dallas, it's quite a trek as well. Sure. So why not? No, I see it happening. Like, um, you know, the you see the rise of New Mexico United, like how popular they are oh, yeah. all across the state. It's not just Albuquerque United, uh, contrary to what a lot of people in Albuquerque like to think. Right. It's New Mexico United. People come from all over the state to watch this. And, and like Luke was saying, the United actually do a thing where they have their, their second-tier team. They actually, they actually play different games in different cities all over the state. Right. So and I, mean, I think we could do that with seasonal events, yeah. like a one-off NFL game, mm-hmm. like uh, the, the NBA preseason games we used to have here. Why not an NBA regular season game here you got you know denver and phoenix why doesn't denver and phoenix play one neutral game here in albuquerque a year yeah they would absolutely crush it and you know back in the day even uh, with with the dukes they used to do an exhibition game right before the season started oh that's right the dodgers or yep. somebody would yeah. come down and play and, and those were always sellouts i heard you know talk of stories of, of people i know that went to those games and loved it oh absolutely i would love to see something like that here with the isotopes I'm sure Tommy Lasorda had something to do with that too. When he oh, was for the sure, manager of the Dodgers. But I, I don't they haven't they played the Rockies? Haven't they done an exhibition game against the Rockies? Yeah, they yeah they the have Rockies before. Have been yeah. here. Yeah, that would be a special treat having one of those games here. And speaking of special treats, boy, do I have one for you! As when we get back, Clint Hurdle, special assistant to the GM for your Colorado Rockies, will join us after this commercial break. Going to have a lot of fun with him. It is an absolutely beautiful day. Get the fam out to Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab. Clint Hurdle, when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. The Duke City's home for sports. Hell yeah. Yes. That's a yes. This is 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. The boys are having a lot of fun like we always do. Every Friday homestand right here at Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab, co-host of Two Men On. Fred Slow is out on assignment, but lucky for us, we got an absolutely fantastic stand-in. Luke Markwith, uh, really just radio fazant, uh, savant, but GM of friend of the show, Howie's. Welcome back to the program, Luke. Thank you. Great to be here. We kicked you out for a second as we had friend of the show, uh, president and owner, Ken Young, on with us. And now, making his second appearance, I think now is you're officially a friend of the show, Welcome back to the program, special assistant to the GM for your Colorado Rockies, one legendary Clint Hurdle. Welcome back, my friend. I think I've joined the alumni club. Yes, you are. We got a, a te- this teller booth needs to hurry and open up so we could have a little sip here. We got some teller tasting about to go down You'll right be next fine. to us. It'll be fine. Stay on pause for a second. It's time to catch up. <laughs> uh, Clint, man, what a beautiful day for some baseball. Let's start off like, uh, you know, we always chit-chat during the commercial breaks, and sometimes some things we might not have brought up come to light. But earlier in the program, we had owner and president Ken Young on with us, and apparently you guys go way back. 
I had dark hair and Kenny had hair <laughs> when we first met. It would, have, it would have been 93. He had purchased the Tidewater Tides Ball Club, turned it into Norfolk Tides, built a brand-new state-of-the-art state-of-the-art stadium downtown, called it Harbor Park. Um, he was he was a visionary because it was one of those three A stadiums that was really cool ahead of its time. It was, and it's still cranking, it's still rolling. He's got good people there, as he has awesome people here working. My friend Michelle just walked by; she's like the queen of awesome. Forrest, who hey, you know, hey. tucks his hair up under his hat, went in <laughs> to ask him why. Forrest is cool, but Traub is the man that, that pulls all the curtains. However, Kenny, he's the one that kind of, you know, oversees it. So Ken is a good man. He's a passionate man. He loves Albuquerque. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of reasons to love Albuquerque. I'm a fan, so it was good to see him. I spent some time with him yesterday, spent some time with him behind the cage today, and I love being here. So special assistant to the GM for your Colorado Rockies, Albuquerque, and friends of the show. I mean, that's kind of a – it's a – a wide net to cast, right? You kind of do everything. You you check the facilities, you check the players, you check the operations. You like you wear a lot of hats for the Rockies, you know, don't you? I, and you know what's great is I'm not skilled at any of those, so I just kind of <laughs> okay. roam around. I bump into things. I go, oh, hey, wait a minute, what's this? Is it, okay, is it supposed to be there? Okay, we're good. Um, no, what I, I think of what I've done is is I've been able to been be put in a place by Billy Schmidt to use the experiences that I've garnered in the game of baseball to help from the bottom up. I've been fortunate. I've banded 17 years in the big leagues. I've spent over 30, almost 35 years in, in the big leagues. Um, but minor league baseball is where I need to be now. I need to be in the player development side. I need to help these young managers and coaches. I need to look at the players so when we can get them up and get them moving, that when they get there, they stick. And we want to turn this faucet on and keep it on for a while. We're getting better. You know, the one thing I do want to say right away, we apologize for last year's record. We can say it once. We apologize for the record. 48 wins is unacceptable. We were the second winningest organization in Major League Baseball in minor league wins. We only had 48 here. So Chris Forbes and Billy, we've gone out there, and we, we've, we've tried to shake things up. We want to put a team in here that doesn't just compete, but finds a way to win ball games to make this place fun, make it loud, and obviously everybody's going to eat and drink good. Sure. All right? So I wanted to get that out front. I'm going to say it once. Well, I mean, you beat me to it. You're ruining, you're ruining all my journalism integrity here, Clint, because that's my, it's going to be my next question. Because we already have the facilities. We already have an amazing front office. we got passionate employee, employees in every aspect of this. We have a beautiful field. The maintenance is fantastic. But the goal this year, like you just mentioned, is to turn it up a little bit in the win column. we got to heat one, it up. One thing I, I preach to, you know, friends of the show, uh, isotopes fans is this is development it's not the goal of the rockies organization to win games in triple a every year but you guys have a different vision you're trying to turn it up in the win column this year last year we put we put a more emphasized look and focus on winning it just there's times when you know people can say oh we really don't care what other people think you know we need to do what we need to do for us and for our affiliates and and for our young players and when you learn how to win together, even in the minor leagues, that can translate to winning together at the big leagues. We turned the faucet on. We got four, five, six guys up there last year. We got more that are going to arrive this year. You're going to be watching some out here that are going to end up in Denver playing baseball to know how to win, know what it means to win. 
um, and find ways to win when it's not your best game. You'll get out there, whether it's pitching or fielding or hitting. We're going to have a better defensive team. We're going to pitch it better, and we got guys who can still hit the ball. So we do. We, we, winning matters. I think it makes everybody's job a little easier. Sure. Oh, definitely. And I love the passion that you have for this and uh, kind of building the winning culture from the bottom up. And, and it's got to give you some satisfaction to uh, do you get like a proud parent moment when you see guys that were in A ball and double A ball and as they move up and, and progress as players? You know, I, I, you do. And that's exactly the space I'm in right now in life. You know, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm the grandpa. I'm out watching the kids play in the backyard. And I'm really happy when they do well. What a great job. You know, and I mean, yeah, it's, it's really cool. And you know what? When the big league team loses, I sleep good still. It's not like back in the day when yeah. I'm managing. You know, it's a whole different ball game. I, you feel bad. You want them to win. But we're working together. We've locked arms. We have a common goal. You're going to watch some kids out here. You're going to love watching Doyle run around. You're going to love watching Togley run around. we got a bunch of other guys you're going to love watching around. Sure. Whether it's Stovall, Shunk. Yeah. You look at Kaiser. You look at Nolan Jones. Um, man, Jimmy Heron's a ball player. You know, Jameson Hanna tweaked the leg last night, but... He'll find his way back. There's some interesting, competitive. Who doesn't like Coco? Oh, my Come on God. now. Hey, we're in love with the Come Coco on. here. The Coco <laughs> will make you cuckoo you watching long <laughs> enough. And we get some arms. The guys that know how to pitch have a field to pitch, and it's just going to be better, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be better. You, you mentioned a lot of the up-and-comers on this year's Isotopes lineup, but for the, for the baseball fan who loves their Isotopes, for the baseball fan who follows their Rockies, the Colorado Rockies, that's basically the isotopes of the last three or four years and Chris Bryant. Like, is there a vision to where you want all homegrown talent, you want to develop and then supplement? Well, I think you like to have that faucet turned on where you always have those options where you got people coming. And if you can remember back to 07, we had 21 of our 25 guys that went to the playoffs that year were homegrown players. doesn't happen like that all the time, but that's the way we need to do it. You can go once in a while, go out and grab somebody to supplement, to add to, to enhance. Um, but we, we need to find – we got a great lab. You call it the lab? This is a lab for our pitchers yeah. right here. What a better place for them to pitch here at altitude in the environment and then take it to Denver so they get a taste of it. Exactly. Um, and we're in a really hard place in Hartford. That's a tough league. I don't know if you've ever been to, to that league, the Eastern League. That's a grown man's league for young kids. It grows yeah. them up in a hurry. Well, and I love what you said about, about getting these guys to learn to win together early, and that, that helps the homegrown feel later when they've won a lot of games together in the minors. You know, it's like those teams in the NCAA, you see the fifth-year seniors and the teams that have played together. And learning how to win together is a huge part of, of creating success at that next level, and so I love to see the emphasis on that. It's so well said because, you know, they learn. the other thing they learn is when they won together, they don't panic when they don't win. And until you've, until you've learned how to win, it's hard to win. And then when you start losing, I mean, that little guy on your shoulder, he's got a big mouth. The guy's yapping all the time. You know, and we've had too much of that going along. And we've got, we've got people that won in rookie ball. We've got some guys that won in A ball. Uh, Fresno team has moved up to Spokane. The Spokane guys have moved up. We had a good, solid ball club in Hartford last year. And you have about 75% of that club right here. You're hanging out with the boys. We are at the lab. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Sitting in with special assistant to the GM, Clint Hurdle. So with your new position, is there anything you take from the old position, being the manager, being the skipper, like any old skills you have now that you've honed and you apply to the new gig? 
There may be a couple, you know, situational baseball where I'll go and talk to the manager. I usually, I very, very rarely talk to a manager about strategy after the game. Mm-hmm. I just give them space. They need to go where they need to go and think when they think. The next day, I'll grab them and say, hey, you know, last night so, such and such happened. Did you think about it? That's it. Did you think about it? Not why didn't you? I mean, because I got a ton of that. I know, I, I hope I have a way to approach. And your presentation is based on your timing and your tone. Sure. I yeah. mean, that's what works, timing and tone. So I've learned that over time, and it's the same way with a player. You want to be the guy when you start walking towards the player that he looks at you like, I, every, time I see, every time I see him, you know, something good happens or you feel better. Not when you start walking towards the player, they drop their head and go, oh, crap, here comes Clint. Look, uh, here's, the, look busy. Sure. here's the oh, no coach. Yeah, look busy. He's here. So I was about to ask you about, I mean, it couldn't have been better timing for my next question. Because I wanted to talk specifically about the Albuquerque Isotopes and this organization top to bottom. And apparently we got some kind of leak, some kind of drizzle somewhere. And uh, instead of sending in the mercenaries, who's holding a mop right next to us? Johnny Traub, baby. John Traub. Five tools. He might have six tools tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. How special is this organization when you see, because, I mean, they attract the best people starting at the top right here with GM John Traub, and they just keep filling position after position with special people. What is it about the isotopes that attracts such special, passionate people? I think it's relationship building. When you can show people that you, you, you earn their trust, you show them that, that you care about them, not just in their role specific, but holistically, you know, what you do, where you live, how's your family, and then the fact that, you know what, can we make things better for you as well? I think that's what matters. You'll have a lot of employees that have worked here a long time. Every once in a while, you've got to go get somebody new. Somebody moves on to something maybe bigger or better for them. But we've got a lot of people that like coming back. And, you know, Henrietta at the door, I've got a lady up there. She's got one key. Mm-hmm. And that key, I'm relying on her for that one key every night to get back <laughs> yeah. inside. And she knows when I come talk to her. I know Ann's name upstairs. She's probably been here forever. Sure. You know, and she's running the fourth floor up there. And she asked mm-hmm. me, she didn't ask me for my little, my little sticker anymore. I, she knows me, so I get, to, I get to walk in without an armband. It, it makes you feel like a little bit of a family. You know, there's a little bit of a connection here. There's no doubt. And what's better than Friday night? The uniforms we got. I mean, oh. the mariachis, when they come out, it's all good, man. The I like absolute best merch. You know, yeah, I'm a big body language guy, and just being here all day while they've been setting up and the employees, you just see everybody looks happy to be at work. I've been at places where where you can just see that they're miserable and don't want to be there. Everybody, I mean, the guy running the trash can by here was out of bounce in his step. Everybody at the park gets to come to work here every day, and it looks like they really do uh, look forward to it and appreciate it, and that, and that goes a long way throughout the whole organization. That makes a difference. And John and I were talking the other day, you know, a lot of emphasis put on opening day. When I, when I was a manager... Opening day, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Loved it. Sure. Also, was really happy once it was over. Yeah. And then the, the challenge, though, is the next night. Because the next night is like the rest of the 160-some nights. You've got to find a way to recreate that vibe, recreate that passion, or recreate that pride for what you do and how you do it every night. Can you do it every night? It's hard, but the teams and the organizations that do it more than others, they're the ones that create separation and become elite. Let's give a, a general outlook. Because earlier, like you said, there's expect more wins. Albuquerque, family-friendly environment here at the lab. You know you're going to have a great time. You know you're going to be entertained. But you said the, the focus this year is more wins. Besides that, what is the outlook for the Rockies this year? What direction is this, is this franchise headed? No, I think you know, a, a catchphrase now is we're trending up. 
Okay. You know, we're trending up based on our records last year, based on the position player and the, the pitcher player. I think for the first time, I'll stop right there, the pitching momentum we've gotten has been the most significant pitching momentum I've seen in this organization. All the days I was here back, I was gone for 12 years. Yeah. Get a lot of a lot of heat from being gone twelve years. Sure. I have to remind him I was in Pittsburgh doing something. You know, yeah. I was in Texas doing something. <laughs> sure. I got asked to leave. It wasn't like I left. Okay. <laughs> you know, and then I got asked back. So we're all good. I sure. wasn't lounging on a truck. No, no. Beach. So we're all good. But from a pitching development side, I mean, we've taken the former big league pitching coach Steve Foster and put him in part of some pitching. Doug Linton's the rover. We've added Flint Wallace, who's helping our research and development part with the analytics. We've put more emphasis and focus on our pitching program than ever before. We started reaping the benefits last year. I know we'll reap more this year. Um, and we're teaching our guys, we want them to be ball players. Boom. Not just to but be a ball player, man. You know, we don't want you working on your swing in the outfield. You know, right. when, when you're playing defense. Sure. When you've got a glove on your hand, you're on defense. When you've got a bat in your hand, you're on offense. Keep it simple. And, and, and let's find a way. To score runs because that's what that's what the game's about. It's about community. And the other thing I'm introduced them to, you see that big thing out there in the middle of the field. You know that was a tablet that I was introduced to. You, you guys get your iPads, your iPhones, and your iP- uh-huh. pay it. Let's 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 turn that into a tablet. Oh yeah, because the scoreboard tells you everything you need to know. Absolutely. Every night in a baseball game, our guys are buying into it. I just love the way our guys are going after it. I love the the attitude they bring and the energy that they bring to the game. Multiple time contributor. Multiple time friend of the show. Welcome back to the program, Clint. I don't think this is going to be the last time uh, in a great season here at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. the lab. Clint Hurdle, special assistant to the GM. Thanks for joining us, my friend. I hope to get back two more times Okay, at, at a minimum. There so we go. Just letting you know. I'm warning you ahead of time. NFL roundtable when we get back. Uh, the I-9 Varsity at 545. And then we hand it over to Voice of the Isotopes, Josh Sushan, at 6. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. There's only one Rome, and there's only one home for Rome. But I can't control what some of these people say. 95.9 FM and AM 610, The The Sports Sports Animal. Animal. Oh, yeah. Let's go. It's a lady. I'm going to let this bleed. I'm into it. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure the beat's about to drop. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Eventually. Wait for it. Oh. Oh, let's go. Mm. We need to talk to Jared about this music. Yeah. Do we? (laughs) I'm into it. Yeah. Sounds a little like the Blue Oyster Bar from uh, Police Academy. I'm three months pregnant after 90 seconds. That's awesome. The reason I wanted it to bleed is because they just opened the gates here at Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. the lab. And the people are... So happy to have their isotope schedule refrigerator magnets coming here, taking in all the smells. Yeah. Green chili fillies are getting chopped up. Teller tasting is going down right next to us. If you don't believe me, you don't believe a, a lot of what I say in the sports and sports adjacent world, that's fine. I am often wrong. One thing that I am not wrong about 
is how amazing the pre-made cocktails at Teller Vodka are. And if you don't believe me, like a lot of the other things I said, I already apologized to you that I told you to pick San Diego State and the under the national championship. I'm not paying you back, Steve. All right? That's enough. But if you need to test it yourself, come here to the lab on the concourse right next to us and come get a sip of the watermelon walk-off or the mariachi margarita by our friends at Teller Vodka. You know what I like to do? Like, you can drink it straight if you want, uh-huh. or you can cut it into two drinks because, you know, it's, a, it's strong. So sure. It's, you can have two drinks with one can. I love Teller Vodka. It, pa- it packs a punch, but it doesn't taste strong. Mm, no. And that's what I appreciate. Absolutely. So we got a gentleman here that just walked by who uh, outkicked his coverage, per se, maybe um, batting in a different league. So today's I-9 varsity is going to be outkicking your coverage. And you get to, I mean, that, you make that whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Anything in your head that describes outkicking your coverage, that's what we're going to do on today's I-9 varsity when we get back very next segment. Our friends at Teller Vodka down there waving. Yes, we're talking about you. Yes, you deserve it. So, Bryce Young of Alabama. Okay. You look at the tape of this guy. You look at the results of this guy. He's a stud quarterback. But GM Van Nunley, excuse me one second. GM Van Nunley says he doesn't want a 5'10 guy. I don't want an NFL quarterback that's shorter than me. I don't want a lot of athletes, period, that are shorter than me unless you're a second baseman, relief pitcher, or a gymnast. But he's got all the credentials you need for a stud NFL quarterback. He's fast. He's strong. He's got a cannon. He could read defenses. He's been successful at every level. He's a great locker room guy. I mean, it's a classic scenario of what's not to like about this guy. But more GMs than not are saying, we cannot take this guy because he's under six foot. Not only is he under six foot, he's mildly, significantly under six foot as he's only 5'10". So he's like Doug Flutie. He's Doug Flutie. He's shorter than Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah, by like an inch. Yeah. He's shorter than Russell Wilson. He's shorter than Drew Brees. Uh, Same size as Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie was a flash in the pan. Do you think six foot or say six foot one is a hard cutoff for a quarterback if you're GM? Luke, if you're looking at the tape and you see all this success, are you like size doesn't matter or is this a hard no for you? You know, it's hard to overlook somebody like Drew Brees that, that found ways to do it, you know, the tippy-toe throws and some of the sure. stuff that he would do. Um, as a general rule, you want a quarterback with a little more size, but there are special example, exceptions. And uh, I don't know if he is that exception, but you, you can't have a hard and fast rule like that about anything. Well, it, it, the hard thing is, is there's not a lot of great quarterbacks that have come into the league under six foot i mean doug flutie definitely uh, and then after that the list drastically falls off and you know you have russell wilson who's 5'11 but i mean even you know drew Brees, six foot 
Frank Fran Tarkin, six foot. That's generous for Drew Brees. I've seen Drew Brees in person. He's not six foot. I was going to say, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, see him as much over 5'10". But. Michael Vick, six foot. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Well, you know. well, let's look at the other way around. And you remember Mark McGuire's brother, Dan McGuire. Yeah. He's supposed to be all the rage. He was six foot eight. He had an absolute cannon. Brock Osweiler. The, yeah, Brock Osweiler. I mean, the Broncos love giant. Yeah. The Broncos love giant failures at quarterback. How tall was he? He was Brock. Huge. Yeah, he was six seven. I mean, pa- Paxton Lint. He was six seven. I mean, you've seen just as many busts so I think Paxton, on the other side of six foot. Paxton Lynch is the only quarterback ever to be benched in the NFL, <laughs> yes. CFL, XFL, and USFL. Oh, wow. That's a that's that's distinguished uh, stat there. Uh, Mike Glennon. I mean, he's mostly neck, but yeah. he's still, he's 6'7". He was a bust. I mean, Scott, you remember Scott Mitchell? Like, he had a decent career. But, I mean, you don't see a lot of guys that tall either. So to me, there's like some sweet spot in between like 6'1 and 6'4. You're not too buff. You're not too skinny. You don't look like a freak athlete, but then you don't look like a mailman. Like there's a there's like this beautiful little sweet spot in between 6'1 and 6'4 where every successful NFL quarterback has been. You say the mailman Carmelone? <laughs> yeah, him too. Or friend of the show, Mailman. Hasn't called in in a while. We haven't talked WWE, so we haven't heard from uh, Mailman in a while. Well, yeah, without Fred Hitter, there's a lot less wrestling references. Significantly <laughs> less. I'll throw some in if you need. When when Fred's like, oh, I mean, yeah, Chris Burnett is just up to par or right behind Fred Slow's love of the WWE. I mean, you want to talk about height. History. You know, wrestling, you, you can be, you know, it used to be you had to be big. Now you can be any size. You can be. Five foot three, you could be six foot eleven, you could be seven foot tall. There's not a sweet spot. The best quarterback of all time, six six or higher, is in the NFL right now. Six six or higher. He's in the NFL right now. Uh, He's gonna be the only good one ever. Hmm. Six six or taller. Interesting. Sunshine Trevor Lawrence, baby. Oh, is he that tall? I didn't know he was that tall. There's never been an all pro. There's never been an all-pro shorter than six foot or taller than six five. Wow. So I mean, that's a that's He'll a hard. Be the exception to the rule on the tall end. Yeah. I agree. I think Trevor Lawrence is the truth. He's going to be the first all-pro quarterback taller than six six. So uh, you think this what... is an ongoing debate, and we're going to hit it. We're going to hit it again uh, when Bryce Young gets more reps in the NFL. But I think stature is important. Yeah. You've, you've had. 50 years of history in the NFL that, you know, a successful quarterback is somewhere between 6'1 and 6'4. A couple random examples, a Russell Wilson, a Trevor Lawrence. But there's a sweet spot to draft. And a lot of people think Bryce uh, Young is the exception, and I do not. When we get back, the I-9 varsity of out-kicking your coverage. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM. AM 610, the sports animal. Are you amped? Don't do that. Don't do that. Come on, bro. The Jim Rome Show is up next at 10. On 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. We got a quickie right here. I'm going to hit the I-9 varsity hard and fast. 
We're doing the varsity of out-kicking your coverage. Uh, I've never been prouder than I have today when I saw a gentleman who was uh, significantly not as good-looking as, as his lady friend oh. holding hands here on the concourse at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab, and in dedication to this stone-cold Mac and Pimp, we're going to do our I-9 varsity of out-kicking your coverage. I think we were all thinking the same thing when he walked by. Yes. He yeah. must oh, be yeah. rich. He must be rich. The guy's got some bucks. Or he is packing major heat. What does that mean? Um, we're not going to elaborate oh. on this program. It's a family show. I thought maybe he As smoked. we are at Isotopes Park with a bunch of wonderful kiddos. We got uh, all kinds of delicious smells in front of us. As, uh, we got some green chili cheeseburgers. I oh, got man. me a veggie dog in front of us. We got Chris, not the biggest fan of green chili. Did no. I just out you right now? You did. He's a red chili guy. Yeah. He's got himself a nice little burger there. But uh, having a lot of fun. Isopes Park about to wrap up these next two segments and have me a little Teller Vodka. I'm excited about that. So, all right, I'll kick off, boys. And this is the biggest one I could remember from when I was a youngster. Julia Roberts and Lyle Lovett. Oh, okay. I get the mystique of Lyle Lovett. I mean, he's got the voice of an angel. He's got that old-school rockabilly country style. But, uh, you know, it's uh, his face. He's he's a poor man's Dwight Yoakam. There you go. That's a good one, too. That's a really good one. Yeah. And I'm into Dwight Yoakam. Oh, for sure. All about Dwight. Great actor. So first on my I-9 varsity of out-kicking your coverage, Julia Roberts and Lyle Lovett. Who wants to take it next? You know, I'm going to kind of stick with that same era, uh, Seal and Heidi Klum. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good one. Because you talk about that face. <laughs> sure. Again, Seal, talented man. I'm sure he's very nice. Yeah. They have three lovely kids, but uh, it has that got set on fire and put out with a golf spike look. Yes. Like, gonna... like, Seal is the answer of what happens if Teddy Pendergrass impregnated a topographical map. <laughs> Exactly. Seal is the answer. Chris, what you got first in your I-9 varsity? I'm going to go with me in this show. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just a simple farm boy slash podcaster <laughs> who has no business being on the radio. But, hey, here I am. Everybody's like, how did he get there? Man, well, we're glad to have you. Uh, right. You have quite the reputation. You're an absolute talent. Face for But radio. I agree. <laughs> Next on the I-9 varsity of outkicking your coverage, uh, I'm going to go uh, with recently uh, incarcerated, facing dozens of charges, 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump. Oh, that's good And one. no one in particular, just like every person he's ever been associated <laughs> with. He is out kicking his coverage. Again, you know, I think maybe Lyle Lovett is talent and mystique. And uh, obviously, Donald Trump would be money. But anyone Donald Trump ever shacked up with, grossly out kicking his coverage. Who you got next, Luke? You know, I'm going to shamelessly and proudly say myself. Hey, Because oh. my girlfriend is much younger and much hotter than I am. I'm sure she's probably not listening right now, but uh, somebody will tell her and I'll score some points somewhere along the way. <laughs> Excellent work. Who you got next? I'm going to go with master martial artist Steven Seagal okay. and Kelly LeBrock. Okay. That's an old reference, but clearly, clearly he was he was definitely out kicking. What is the phrase? Out kicking your coverage. There you go. All right, next on my I-9 varsity. 
of outkicking your coverage. I'm going to go with Houston Oiler legend Al Del Greco, who literally, time after time, in that tiny, short, compact, muscular leg, literally outkicked the coverage over and over and over again. NFL legend, all-time, my favorite kicker, Houston Oiler, Al Del Greco. You got one more on you? You know, I'm just going to go back to an earlier segment and, and Kyrie Irving getting signed over and over again by anybody. Oh, my God. Wow. I don't know his, I don't know the guy's name, but Selma Hayek's husband. Jeez Louise. Okay. I'm a big that's, Selma Hayek, Mark. That's his name. Yeah. Oh, geez. Selma Hayek's husband. I'm that's, just that's looking what, it up right now. I'm like, man. That's what he's known as. The night manager at Arby's? Right. Is that who that is? Absolutely. I I only have Hermione and Ron Weasley. Oh, oh my oh, goodness. That's a good one. I don't know what that is, but I know you're Harry correct because you always nail these, Griffin. <laughs> it's I don't Harry know, Potter. That's a little anti-ginger sentiment. <laughs> oh. oh, no, no, no. Not like that. <laughs> oh, here, here's, here's the ultimate Padma Lakshmi and Salman Rushdie. Oh, okay. We'll see. That's a talent thing. Yeah. Well, like yeah. Lyle love it. Yeah. The talent. I mean, and it's kind of like sexy and dangerous because there's like a, a fatwa out on him, and that's like right. they could kill him at any time. And that's just, bass. I like the excitement of it. Oh yeah. And Joe Jonas's wife is beautiful, <coughs> or is it one of the Jonas's brothers? That shoot Chopra, Chopra, or something? She was like on one of the narco shows, or when one of those. Oh, if she was on Narco, she's probably gorgeous. Ah, absolutely. Every single woman on any series of that program is a stunner. Well, yeah, you don't risk your life and your freedom being a Narco if, it, if there aren't benefits like that. You yes. Know? Right. You don't, That's why we do it, folks. You don't hang out with the most dangerous drug dealers on the planet unless you're super hot and get super spoiled. Why, why else would you game? do that? Exactly. It's a dangerous game, super hot ladies. Which side you taking? You're taking the dangerous guy, you're taking the talented guy, you're taking the ugly guy. Which one is it? Two great hours of two men on today. What a day at the lab. This place is packed. People are pouring in. We've got a lot of people walking around with hot dogs and burgers and pizzas and soda and uh, pig candy. Mmm. And more importantly... I'm still trying that pig candy before I leave. Come get you some sips of some Teller vodka. It's fantastic. I'll hook you up right when we get off air. When we get back, Voice of the Isotopes, Josh Sushan joins us to preview tonight's contest. And basically, we just talk about whatever we want. We're going to talk about isotopes all day. We're talking we're talk about whatever we want. A little potpourri, huh? A little cornucopia. He's dressed down today. I'm kind he of ashamed. Is. Yeah. Look at... He's like one he of... looks the- like a... Looks like a hobo compared to how good he looked on opening day. He's like down here with us, the commoners. When we get back. layers than opening day. (laughs) When we get back, Joss Sushan. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Now Now betting for the sports sports animal. animal. Your, Your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number, Number two, two, men on, Van Nunley and, and Fred Slow. Slow. And in the on-deck on circle, circle, Robert, Robert Buck, Buck D. Gibson. Gibson. This is Two Men On. 
with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Well, Albuquerque, here we are. This is the segment where I'm the most sad because there's no place I'd rather be than right here at Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. the lab. But here we are, last segment of the program, about to be off air. But lucky for me, we get to spend it with voice of the isotopes, Joshua Fitzgerald Sushan. Welcome back, my friend. Man, I thought that you were saying you're sad because you had to talk to me, and that's no. why you were sad. No, the opposite. You know I love standing here doing the program when the gates open. Because people send me smiles and high fives. And they, they ask give me you for knuckles, things. And they ask me for stuff. <laughs> they don't realize you're away, doing a live radio program. I give away T-shirts and we're always on air. And they don't, they don't understand why I can't hear their mouth moving. Even though that I have headphones on. And I got to point at my headphones. And then so they talk louder. <laughs> and then it still doesn't help. And I still can't hear them. And then I do the no sign. And then I point at the microphone. And then they do the, the the palms up, shoulders high thing, and they don't know how to respond. And then I just quit making eye contact with them, and I keep talking, and then we move on with our lives. And they take whatever's on your table that they, <laughs> they feel take, like taking. And they just take it anyways. Yes. <laughs> the sush. You're in your you're in your casual voice of the isotopes attire. You were suited. But I, but I got the matching <laughs> shoes and socks that are purple to go with the purple pullover. Now, hold it's on. Still, it's still a patterned no, pair of pants. Sharp, hold sharp on. Socks. I didn't say you didn't look good. You just I said, said I looked you're... like a hobo in the previous segment. <laughs> well, that was a joke. <laughs> you just dressed down a little bit compared to your opening day attire. You were suited and zooted, and now you look more like the Joss Sushan I know, who is uh, casual yet sporty yet put together. It's good to have you back, brother. Well, you know, it's all about first impressions, and so, you know, you, you raise the bar, and then you just slowly coast downhill for the next 149 games after that. Are you speaking for every girl I've ever dated, or are you just like, what, what are you talking about here? Said, my, per- my personal philosophy has always been set the bar low and then exceed expectations. <laughs> okay. So, so tonight's a big night for New Mexico. Okay, go on. Yes, because Chase Silseth is starting tonight for Salt Lake. He was the 2018 New Mexico Gatorade Player of the Year. He pitched the championship game at Isotopes Park for his high school. He lost. A bad memory for him. Gets drafted by the Angels. Made his Major League debut. He's back here in Albuquerque. You know, he was born in Farmington. It's a big day for high school baseball in New Mexico that chases back here. Okay, well, I and hope... And the Tope's going to Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I hope we gave him a very warm welcome. Told him it's good to be back. Welcome back to New Mexico. We always root for our sons of New Mexico, except for when you're on the mound against our boys. So congratulations, Chase. You're going to throw a solid two-thirds of an inning tonight and get chased off. And get chased off. I like that. I like that a lot. From what I understand, he's going to have a pretty large cheering section. I I guess there's going to be a lot of people from Farmington who – Come on down, high school teammates, coaches, friends, family, people who want T-shirts, people who don't want T-shirts. Sure. I think that Chase is going to have quite the rooting section. Yeah, I mean, do you know what section they're sitting in so ooh. we can go heckle them? Ooh, ooh, that's a Forrest Stolting question. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> okay. that's a Mark Otero question. But I think, but I have a feeling it won't be that hard to find them when during uh, starting introductions, when Francina does the starting lineups. I think we'll find out quickly. <laughs> We talked about on this program earlier today. We talked about it uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. We talked about it all week. 
how proud we are of the friends of the show, Isotopes fans, showing up opening day, braving the weather, mm-hmm. still outdrawing the Oakland A's, even though it was windy and freezing. Uh, that's not the case today, Josh. It is a beautiful day. Yeah, it sure is. This is me one of those days where the sun might be a factor for outfielders early and the shadows for the hitters could be a factor early. You know, the, the backdrop is in sun. The ball might be going from sun to shade early. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is what we expect. This is baseball weather. This is what we like. You know, yesterday it started that way, and then it got awfully cold by the end of the game. That was not very fun. But um, excited for this one. Yeah, hardly any wind. Good, good, um, just good vibes all around. I don't think they have to worry too much about the glare with that uh, giant scoreboard out there. The <laughs> giant new scoreboard out there. We'll provide a little shade for the outfielders. That thing is gorgeous. Yeah, that thing sure is, huh? You know, you working out the kinks on the scoreboard yet? You got any glitches, or it's just all smooth sailing? That is a Chris Shepard question. And, um, knowing- hey, quit, quit outsourcing <laughs> all the questions to other people, Josh. And knowing Chris, he's got everything completely under control, no problems whatsoever. But I do know this. Chris arrived before 7 a.m. and left after I did pretty much every single day from the time the scoreboard arrived which was december until opening day that dude logged some serious hours to make sure that it was ready to go and that there are no problems there are no bugs because he's got it all worked out had clint hurdle on earlier special assistant to the gm how special is it to have him around with his baseball knowledge and insight helping the isotopes organization oh my goodness it's just so much fun when he is around because he's just f- so full of energy and personality and wit and knowledge and he's here to look and observe and analyze and report back to denver but he's also here to have fun and keep it loose and you know i mean that dude was on the cover of sports illustrated at like age 22 or whatever you right. know um the other day he was behind the cage and he, and he made some comment about that was a george brett double and i just went Oh, my goodness. Like, like he was teammates with George Brett for a <laughs> decade. So when he says that was a George Brett double, like, that is a really, really good compliment. And it's just fun to have a guy like that around who just knows so much. And I love him, too, because every time he comes here, he brings it up the topic of, hey, we got to get you better players in Albuquerque so you guys can win more. We need to win in the minor leagues. It's important. He was a big believer that when the 2007 Rockies went to the World Series, that was a homegrown team. All those dudes won in the minors. They came up together winning, and he says that's what the Rockies have to get back to. And so I love that he's preaching everywhere he goes, we need to win in the minors. Yeah, his energy was infectious. Just talking to him for a few minutes, I felt hyped up. So uh, I, I, pour, I, poured out, I poured out the rest of my Red Bull. <laughs> I didn't need it anymore. Well, and he knew everybody's name that walked by, different levels of employees. I mean, he knew everybody's name. was. T- everybody was waving at him, talking to him. You can just tell he's one of those guys that just – Everybody here loves. That's such a great skill set to be able sure. to remember everyone's name. Like, that's like life lesson. Oh, yeah, Learn they're... everyone's name and just be the person who knows everyone's name. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the employees appreciate it and love it and feel valued when, when the guy like that knows who they are. Also, wouldn't you love it one day to have a job where you're just the special assistant? That's yeah. also a life goal. Uh-huh. I want to be a special assistant. Special assistant. Not just a spe- yeah. uh, any assistant. Yeah, anyone can be an assistant. I want to be a special assistant. I'm back been, on the program. I've been called with... in need of special assistants, <laughs> ah. but that's not quite the same. Back on the program with James Bouchon. <laughs> that was good. That took, that took me a second to figure it out, but yeah, I got it. Clint Hurdle wouldn't have got that one wrong. Right. <laughs>
<laughs> Who, who's on the bump tonight for the Topes? So we have Jeff Criswell who's on the mound. And this is a, a fun story, which is a good segue to the pregame show. Yesterday, Carl Kaufman started for Albuquerque. Today, Jeff Criswell starts. They were teammates at the University of Michigan. They went to the College World Series together in 2019. So I talked to Carl about, you know, he was one year older than Jeff in college. And now, shockingly enough, he's still one year older. Every year, he's still one year older. And so just about their relationship and memories of them being at Michigan and everything. So I think it's cool that back-to-back starters now are from the Wolverines and um you know, so that part is interesting. Criswell's a really good prospect. He's a top 30 guy. Rocky's got him in a trade for uh, Chad Smith, a uh, friend of the program who was the closer last year for the Isotopes, trade with the A's. Criswell looked really good at Round Rock. And, you know, this matchup, I mean, how about this? 0.00 ERA versus 0.00 ERA. Okay, well, welcome to Albuquerque, boys. Okay. It's going to be a different story tonight. <laughs> We're going to have a defensive <laughs> battle tonight. What's he, a, so we're a week into the season. Yeah. All right. First impressions, you know, people are going to go up and down, and it's not going to be the same lineup all year. But what is the first impression of this Isotopes team? I'm going to start with the pitching, actually, because the pitching, it, pitching's been really good. I mean, you just, you just look at the final scores, you know, and we, we saw the carnage last year, you know, and you just think about how low scoring the games have been, and that's a good sign. They're keeping the ball in the yard a whole lot more. Now, I know Joe Adele hits a home run every single day. It's what he does. Seems like Kevin Padlow hits a home run every single day. Um, but overall, I think the pitching has been good. They're throwing strikes. Uh, I just like the tempo that they're working with. That's number one. And then number two with the offense, I feel like they're aggressive when, when it's time to be aggressive, but then they'll also have, like, these long at-bats where they're fouling pitches off and making the pitcher work. So I, 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 overall, I like their approach. So I mean, you, you mentioned Joe Adele, and, you know, he had – a a huge prospect, all the talent in the world, has all the tools, but it seems like he's your classic quadruple-A guy. When you see someone like that with all that talent who can rake like that, who's fast, who, who can field, when you have your eyes on a game, you, you see thousands and thousands of games in your career. With guys like that, what's the thing that needs to, to change to get them to the next level? That's always the, the, the toughest question for these guys, right? Because he could be a five-time All-Star. He's so talented. And you see it at times. It's just, I think, a matter of just, like, relaxing and don't try to do too much. I still think he's going to be a, a big-time, long-time major leaguer. And you can catch him tonight at Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab. Had a lot of fun with it. Thank you for Luke Markwith, GM of Howie's, for sitting in with us. Uh, you did so much better than Fred ever does. <laughs> well, thank you, you set the bar so high for when he comes back. I feel like I was at Radio Fantasy Camp, and now I have to go back to my real day job. <laughs> I'm headed back to the bar right after this to get Friday night kicked off. So Come get you some magnets. we got one large two-men-on shirt left. Come get you some Teller tasting. Uh, when we get back from commercial, Josh Sushan brings his pregame show. Be safe out there. Go Tiger Woods, y'all.